truth and are we there yet? I enjoy the opportunity to speak with truly the most exciting companies in all of transportation and mobility. And an area that I am especially excited about is remote operation. And so within today's episode, we're gonna explore just that, remote operation for logistics vehicles. And answer that question for us is a leader in the space and one of my favorite companies in all of transportation and mobility, Phantom Auto. Phantom Auto is truly revolutionizing the logistic vehicles world. They enable people to remotely control vehicles across sites from thousands of miles away with just the click of a button. What are some of the advantages of this incredible technology? Well, it enables organizations to tap into labor anywhere with the click of a button, connect people with jobs that need to be filled, and to truly revolutionize operator safety and comfort. And to speak with us today from Phantom Auto and to answer this exciting Are We There Yet question is Phantom Auto's Vice President of Sales, Ryan Clifford, and Phantom Auto's Head of Remote Operations, Sam Hyman. And so I'm really excited to get into it. I understand the idea, I understand the concept, but I'm really curious today to find out if it's truly happening. So Ryan, if I may ask you, remote operation for logistic vehicles, are we there yet? Yeah, hey, thanks, Grant. Uh, the short answer is yes. Um, you know, we have the customers that we work with, they have this problem. Um, it's not a problem where the workers that they have, so forklift operators, um, material handlers, aren't great at their job. Like, that's not the issue. Yeah. Forklift operators, good ones, are very, very good. The issue is that in the areas where they're needed, that's typically there's kind of geographic hotspots and it's they're in really short supply. Mm. Uh, and so what we do is we try to pair workers where they're available to the places where they're really needed. And the, back to your question, the answer is yes. Uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, we're operating in production. Um, we have sites uh, internationally and uh, here in the States where we're operating from, um, truly thousands of miles away a few weeks back. Uh, here in the States, we have operators operating from um, Israel and the Middle East that are driving vehicles here in the United States. Um, so it is, in fact, real. It's happening every day in production for our customers. Wow. that I, I, I can't believe that. that. That's incredible. What an exciting time that we live in. And thanks to organizations like yours, Phantom Auto, that are making it happen. And it kind of blows my mind today to hear that, yes, in fact, we are there yet and that you've taken this concept and technology and developed it uh, into something today uh, that, that you're doing. Sam's, uh, you know, operating vehicles across the world from multiple sites. And that, that makes a lot of sense that it's really, you know, in direct response uh, for the incredible forklift drivers that are out there and really enabling uh, them to do more and to, to increase safety and some of the things that you touched on already. So, so exciting to hear, you know, that, that we are, in fact, there. I'd love to learn a little bit more about, you know, how you got there, how the organization, you know, got there. I'm so excited to hear, yes, we are there yet. Can you help kind of, you know, set the stage a little bit, if if you will? Would would you mind maybe, you know, first, Ryan, tell me a little bit, you know, about your background and kind of what, what led you to Phantom Auto? Yeah, you know, it's funny. My, my story with Phantom goes back further than whenever I actually ended up joining. Um, I start, I've been in this industry my entire career. So different types of technologies for supply chain and logistics. Previously, like when I started my career about the first roughly 10 years, I was with a company that worked on the transportation side. So all the trucks that are driving to the distribution centers and warehouses that we work in here at Phantom. And I heard about Phantom probably in 2017, maybe 2018. 
And just with that transportation background and what Phantom was trying to do at the time was do remote operations for on-highway vehicles, like say like a fleet of robo-taxis or a fleet of autonomous um, 18-wheeler type of trucks. And I saw that and thinking back to my experience in the transportation side was just totally blown away. I was like, I cannot believe this. A friend of mine um, through an investor kind of introduced me to them then, uh, tabled it, basically forgot about it. uh, And then I got engaged with Phantom in... 2020. And, uh, and at the time I was with a company called Fetch Robotics in the AMR space or autonomous mobile robots. And, uh, that was an exciting business that was ultimately acquired. Uh, the, the challenge that I kept running into there though, it was, it's the limited, not a limitation of Fetch, by the way, which is one of the top tier players in that space, just a limitation of that technology. Mm-hmm. You know, we would start with a really big, exciting project. And then often by the time you whittled it down to what was actually possible due to safety restrictions and, and OSHA restrictions and, and the ANSI standards, before you knew it, this exciting project turned into something that was, you know, maybe 10% of what you'd originally set out to do. Yeah. So when I heard about Phantom and how they had pivoted from that on highway into the warehouse, working with material handling vehicles, I was super excited because I, I saw like just all the business that we had to turn down when I was in the AMR space um, that could easily be captured and that we could really excel with at Phantom just for that last little piece, like having a human behind the wheel um, using human judgment made all the difference in making Phantom that much more deployable. Um, and so now I've been here for about two and a half years. Um, and I lead our sales team and it's been super exciting. We're partnered with some of the, the best customers you could ever ask for in the space uh, and really starting to, to take off. Absolutely, it, it is taking off. And uh, that, that's funny, you use the, the same wording. I mean, blew your mind. It, it, it absolutely blew my mind when I first heard about it. And I know for many of the audience members and companies out there hearing this today and you confirming that we're there yet, you're doing it today right now in 2023 uh, is is incredible uh, and appreciate you sharing some of that journey yourself, you know, to Phantom Auto. Um, Sam, thank you so much for for taking the time today to, to speak with an Are We There Yet? And, and really excited uh, if, if I made it to ask about uh, your story and kind of what led uh, you to Phantom Auto. Would you mind sharing with us? Absolutely, Grant. Thank you very much for having us. It's great to be here. Um, I've been working in robotics for the past six years. I joined Phantom a couple of years ago, uh, initially on the deployment uh deployment side and the customer success side, uh, working with our customers to get these units into the field. Um, now I've transitioned over to run our remote operations group, uh, which has just been really exciting, really thrilling to see how everything we've been able to accomplish in the last, you know, six months, 12 months, 18 months, uh, you know, 24 months since I joined, yeah. you know, one of the real things that really attracted me to Phantom is that there are things robots do well and there are things humans do well and we should let it do what they do best. You know, a dynamic live environment like a logistics space uh, that's you know, constantly changing, constantly moving, that's really hard for an AGV. But for a human who's logging in remotely, that's an easy solve. And so that's one of the things that makes Phantom so exciting for me. You've mentioned the term, you know, remote operation, and I'm certainly familiar with the term and those in the industry, but could you maybe apply it, you know, to the world of of logistics? How exactly does remote operation in logistics uh, work exactly? Would you mind maybe telling us a little bit more about that, Sam? Absolutely. Um, So remote operations just decouples labor from location. We've got a a group of remote operators who uh, work in the central centers, uh, you know, with robust, uh, redundant internet connections to make sure we maintain connectivity. Um, they're sitting you know, behind a computer with uh, essentially a steering wheel and pedals, uh, 
as if a, a video game console. Um, and they can drive any you know logistics vehicle wherever it needs to be driven. Um, right now, we're doing a lot of work with forklifts and yard trucks, um, and that's been really exciting. And Sam, to compare that, like by contrast, you know, for the past let's call it eighty years, when like distribution had like kind of started the way that we know it today, you only have access to the labor that are commuting distance to your facility, right? And Typically, the, the location of those facilities, it's not determined by where the labor is. It's determined what, by where your customers are, you yeah. know, and then you have, to have that facility in within distance to get your products to your customers in an efficient manner. Uh, and very often, like I said before, very often the same places where you need to be, your competitors need to be, and your industry counterparts need to be too. So you're all competing for that same pool of labor of people that are within commuting distance to your building. Mm. Uh, and it just totally flips that on its head when you can access people. Yeah, you, you've done just that. You flipped the whole industry on its head in, in, in a very uh, good way. Um, would, would you mind telling us, I, I'm really fascinated by the types of vehicles already uh, that, that you're operating. You said, you said we're there yet. I'd be really curious to learn a little bit more about some of those already in, in operation. Can you tell us a little bit more about those uh, vehicles, Ryan? Yeah. So, you know, where we started with on-highway vehicles, we still do some work in um, yard trucks. Mm -hmm. So it's basically the same a same kind of vehicle format as you would have on highway with like an 18 wheeler. The big difference is that they're restricted to a private property to like a, a trucking yard that's owned by that, whoever that customer is, which changes all the regulations compared to actually being out on the open highway. Um, so we do still do some of those projects. Uh, we're partnered with a really great partner there, uh, a company called con global. Um, that is, it's truly a, you know, a juggernaut in that space. Uh, but most of our focus on internally, at least, um, is on material handling. So we're working with forklifts, pallet jacks. Um, we're adding clamp trucks here this quarter. Um, the first one actually is going out here in the next couple of weeks. Wow. Uh, we're working in uh, refrigerated environments now. So you can be in a, a cooled warehouse where you're, you're moving fresh foods, uh, which is a really difficult environment for any type of automation. And so it's actually... Um, what they call cold chain has always been that really kind of a very traditional type of environment, um, despite the industry trying to move towards a lot of new innovative um, solutions, it's just really difficult to deploy in, you know, uh, 30 degrees or 22 degrees, or in some cases, negative 10 degrees. And so that's a space that we've been able to operate in. And then we're also, um, you know, more basic, just working on a, just a standard, um, counterbalance vehicle, a counterbalance forklift vehicle, uh, which is going to be the kind of the bread and butter of most people's operations. And and there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of those vehicles in the market. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Sadly, like the, the portfolio of vehicles that are in operation is is expanding every day. That, that's really exciting to hear. You know, I'm familiar with, with a few other, you know, technologies out there, uh, solutions, you know, to, to some of the same issues, um, you know, the, the automated guided vehicles, uh, AGV, um, autonomous mobile robots, AMRs. Could you maybe tell us a little bit more, Ryan, about how your solution differs uh, from some of these other technologies or solutions out there? You know, I think the biggest difference is, is you know, the extent that they are deployable um, and uh, nimble, mm. right? I mean, the thing with, with robotics, when you deploy robotics, you have to pretty much like proactively design the solution for all the scenarios that are going to come up. But if something comes up on a given day, that you didn't proactively design for, it can't function. 
where in the case of Phantom, we have that ability to to adjust on the fly. You know, maybe today is a, a really high volume day, uh, but tomorrow is going to be a low volume day. And we just talk with the operation and mm-hmm. sort it out in real time. Um, the other piece um, in terms of, you know, that ability to be nimble, it's also the operating environments. So with, you know, I, I spoke to it earlier about kind of the restrictions from the ANSI regulations and safety regulations at OSHA uh, of having robotic vehicles is that you they require things like particularly wide aisle widths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason for that is so if you're driving down an aisle and this is a robot that's operating freely on its own, if something were ever to cross its path, it needs plenty of stopping distance uh, by the time it sees that vehicle to safely come to a stop. Yeah. In our case, we can we can work with the drivers to understand those scenarios. This is actually really Sam's department. He can extrapolate here, but we can work with them to understand those scenarios. So we can limit some of those restrictions and then actually rely on our drivers to be able to operate in areas like like a little bit more narrow aisles or inside of trailers um, where it's really challenging for robots to operate. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I know that as a result of our conversation today and, and every day, there are new organizations that are reaching out to Phantom Auto that are intrigued with your solution, uh, as I certainly am, and are excited to sign up and, and to start working with you and starting to implement you know, some of these advantages within their own organizations. Can you kind of walk us through the, the onboarding process with um, you know, a new client and, and kind of some of the initial steps in working with Phantom Auto? Yeah, Sam, I'll let you do that one. Sam is our head of run operations, but he actually yeah. started us um, in that very part of the organization. So he has a lot of firsthand experience there. Great. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the first thing we do whenever we look to work with a new customer is a site visit. Uh, you know, we want to meet with uh, your team and understand what workflows you're currently doing, what workflows uh, where we can be, what are the workflows where we can be the most effective for you. Um, you know, then we work closely with IT departments. Uh, we end up doing a network survey as well, make sure that we have uh, comprehensive coverage across the facility. Um, then we part, uh, you've got our, our great customer success team that stays with the customer throughout the, dura- the pro- deployment process. Um, you know, from the day we initially meet, uh, start planning those workflows to uh, when we're operating live in your facility. Very good. I love to hear that, Sam. I mean, you know, a, a true partnership and the client sounds like doesn't necessarily need to come in with all of their ideas for integrating the technology and solutions. It sounds like it's a very collaborative process, even from day one. And you kind of taking a look at the operations and Bantam Auto really a- and analyzing, you know, where the solutions will will best fit within the company. Absolutely. We've come into several customers where uh, we thought we were going to start with one workflow. And as we uh, some you know other departments within the warehouse said, hey, maybe that's something that we could put, uh, use over here. And that's been really, really dynamic and really rewarding for us. Yeah. And, you know, it's been out of necessity because the, the, the challenging thing is, you know, Steve Jobs once said and, and took uh, took some heat for it, you know, like customers don't even know what they want. Hmm. Uh and we're kind of in a similar paradigm because remote operations is entirely uncharted territory. So our customers come to us, they're like, hey, like we see the value of the value proposition of applying labor where it's available into the places where we really need it, but we don't really know where to start. Mm. <laughs> you know, so they actually, it is very collaborative and they do tend to lean on us uh, maybe more than they would for some other technologies where they have some experience or background. Yeah. So it sounds like kind of speaking to your point there, that that initial kind of network evaluation mapping process is is a really important uh, part of, of working with a new partner. Absolutely, it is. You know, we want to make sure that uh, once the vehicles arrive, they're going to be able to operate smoothly in uh, all areas of the warehouse. 
One of the great benefits of Phantom is that we have our bonding solution. We use both LTE and Wi-Fi uh, and 5G, so we can operate anywhere within anywhere uh, within the warehouse, and whichever signal is best is the signal that's used at that moment. So it allows us to operate smoothly in you know poor network environments, which has been really advantageous for our customers. Yeah. You shared a little bit about some of the advantages of your solution versus other technologies in terms of just uh, you know less infrastructure requirements like uh, to to be set up you know on on the front end as some of the other technologies or solutions require. So kind of building upon that a little bit, do do new partners have to make you know some significant infrastructure changes you know within their organizations or investments um, you know to deploy you know Phantom? I'd, I'd be curious you know to to hear you know how you really kind of align, you know, with their, you know, kind of existing operations process. You mind maybe speaking of that a little bit? Uh, absolutely. Um, no, they don't need to make any improvements. Um, as I mentioned, we, because we've got this bonding solution, uh, even in places where the Wi-Fi network uh, may not be as robust as others, we can fall back on LTE and it allows us to uh, operate in those places uh, without making those large infrastructure investments. Okay, so sounds like you make it really easy. Don't require really any or or any major, you know, significant infrastructure, and you got kind of the networking solution, you know, integrated already. So would would ask you maybe Ryan, so a, a client's you know ready to go. How how long does it typically take to to get up and running with Phantom Auto? Well, I will tell you, uh, you know, our goal is that we can be operating the day that it arrives. So the day the vehicle arrives, and mind you, there are some dependencies here. You know, the customer, if something comes up and they're not able to facilitate or whatever the case may be, but nine times out of 10, we are able to start doing production moves on that first day. Uh, I will say, you know, that like when I think of like what Sam was talking about is like the, the infrastructure that's required in order to operate, which is extremely light with Fanta. Mm-hmm. The other side where we actually tend to dive deeper is like is operationally, right? Like at the same time they're onboarding Phantom, like we're onboarding them too. It's really a mutual onboarding. Um, so, you know, who are we talking to? Like we have this advantage where we have a human operator there. So when things change in real time, we're able to be nimble and flexible and adjust. Mm-hmm. But we do have to really like we have to put in the effort to establish the right um, the right communication channels so like that like who should be communicating with who there there's it's tactical um but then there's also like project managers and then there's corporate expectations and then like what channels even which is kind of a simple thing but we have some that are communicating with us on slack or some that are communicating through their wms or others that'll send us the text message uh and and just establishing those things on the front end so there's a really open line of communication is has proved to be very very important to success you know once we get into like that steady state of operations. Yeah. Well, again, I think that that says a lot about the partnership, you know, that you provide, um, you know, through Phantom Auto and it's, it's the infrastructure and the technology and all of the wireless systems and everything that, that are part of it, but also really kind of integrating the solution and the new advantages that they'll soon realize, you know, operationally um, makes a lot of sense. And I think just really speaks to the partnership. And um, I, I can't, you, you blown my mind again. I can't believe that, you know, that, that in some cases, you know, they're put right into operation on day one. I can think of a lot of products, not only in business, but in my personal life that uh, I am certainly not using, you know, the the, the second that it arrives uh, at my home. So that that's amazing to hear that your solution is one that in many cases is is ready to go. And so would be curious. So they, they, they've, they've got the vehicle, the processes are, 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 are set up, you've completed, you know, onboarding, um, you know, with a new client. Um, can you maybe speak a little bit more to, you know, exactly what happens when the vehicles are delivered to the customer site? Are they kind of 
already optimized, you know, for specific environments? Can you kind of walk us through, okay, once you've completed onboarding, you know, the systems are, are in place, um, kind of what happens at that point, Sam? Absolutely. Um, you know, once we get the vehicle on site, uh, we go through a series of acceptance testing um, and then also, you know, network optimization once we get the vehicle there. Um, and we want to make sure that uh, everything performs in the best way possible. And there's a lot of configurations that we can adjust to make sure that we're uh, performing optimally and uh, driving in the best way possible. Um, we do some performance tests. We start working with the on-site team to really go through, you know, some test workflows of making sure, okay, this is what we've talked about. Now let's see how this works in practice. Let's go through this a couple times um, and uh, make sure that everyone in the facility is on the same page. There's also a lot of excitement usually when we get there on the first day, and so there's a lot of uh, a lot of show and tell um, with uh, local folks uh, on site. You know, everyone's excited to see these units there, and a lot of folks have questions which we're happy to answer. Uh, one of the things we uh, we do that uh, uh, we can speak to a lot a uh, bit more later is uh, we have a phantom field specialist that uh, is stationed at each one of our customer sites. And in addition to you know liaising with the local site and making sure that everything uh, is optimized and making sure that uh, there's free flowing communication, they're a great resource there for folks who've got questions. And a lot of folks do, and they're excited to see it working. Yeah. Alex, it is a very exciting time. I, I can only imagine. It's like, you know, us us getting a new car, the company's getting a new car, and uh, this this new car has capabilities unlike anything uh, that they've ever operated uh, before. So I can imagine it's it's a really fun and exciting time for for new Phantom Auto partners. Can can you tell us about, you know, some of the people that that are involved, you know, at this stage and, and ongoing with the client, you know, who Phantom Auto has, you know, worked with customers at this time? Maybe tell us a little bit more, you know, about some of the support personnel, you know, who are working with customers during and, and after deployment. I, I know that, uh, you know, your team members are a big part of everything that's happening at Phantom Auto. Would you mind maybe Ryan telling us a little bit about, you know, some of these people working with clients? Yeah, well, I'll tell you a little bit about customers first, uh, you know, are confidential, but some that are yeah. public. CJ Logistics is is a top 10 um, 3PL in North America and actually one of the largest globally. Uh, they're, they're a customer of ours and they're now expanded to three sites. You know, we started with them in January, things went well. Um, and then over the summer, they expanded to three sites and we're continuing that expansion across their network. Uh, Maersk is another customer. Uh, and the majority of the others are, are confidential, but also NFI and ArcBest. And I think, you know, really simply put, the majority of them have just been so blown away that it works, you know, that it as advertised, right? Like, yeah. like, wow, like not only does it work, but it worked right away. It wow. didn't require weeks of tinkering to get it working. Um, has been the thing that I think has surprised the most customers. Uh, and and then right there, then it builds a lot of credibility and then it becomes, you know, just how do we, how do we tweak this? How do we change like the way we communicate, the way that we're working operationally, make sure that we're staffed at the times when you're the busiest versus when the times when you have downtime and things like that, which are all like human pieces and, and, and totally within our control. You know, once the, the technology became steady state, uh, that just changed everything. You know, now we're partnering with our customers to get the most out of the vehicle, to utilize them the most. Um, in terms of like the number of hours, you know, we have customers, uh, CJ Logistics, they want it to be running for 22 hours a day. Uh, and then when they're running to make sure that they're, they're utilized most efficiently. Uh, and so that's really like where, uh, where we spend the bulk of our time and where we're seeing the most success. Yeah. 
Those are some big names uh, in, in, in a few different industries that you've just shared with us. And I think that is all the credibility in the world that these industry leading organizations are using Phantom Auto. And as you said, it, it really, really does work. And, and, and it's, uh, it's fascinating. And I think it is just such a cool game changing solution and technology for companies that we know works and other industry leading organizations are out there using it every single day throughout the entire day. But it is so cool and so amazing that you do kind of have to scratch, you know, and ask yourself, does it really work? And you kind of are blown away again uh, when when it is confirmed uh, that it does really work. So I think just the, the technology is that, you know, truly industry changing and and that amazing and that incredible. So it's got to be a lot of fun for you guys to, to be working, you know, with an organization with that kind of just disrupting technology that even uh, when you've heard people talk about it, you're, you're kind of amazed uh, once again to kind of see it in action again and kind of, uh, you know, get to shout it. It really, really works. So that's really cool. Um, I imagine there's some level of training, you know, that goes into this. Can you tell us a little bit, you know, about the training and support that, that Phantom offers after deployment, Ryan? Would, would love to hear a little bit about that. Well, I think that this goes back to that, and I'm actually going to let Sam elaborate on it, but I think yeah. it goes back a bit to the, it's really like that mutual onboarding. Mm-hmm. Like so much of this is about, you know, Sam is working with with leaders that are, you know, working between our customers and then working between our, our remote operations teams. Uh, and it's really largely about, you know, making sure that and each each side understands each other. You know, so that the operation knows that like the workflows that we're working on uh, and the throughput expectations. And if there's any uh, very specific, like company specific or site specific mandates, you know, we have some customers that they have particular rules about operating in their buildings kind of globally across all their buildings. And then they might have some things that are very specific to that site or specific to, you know, behaviors that happen on their loading docks as opposed to inside of their buildings. So we really need to know all of those things mm-hmm. in order for the the remote operators and the managers um, to effectively manage and deploy the teams. But that's that's right in Sam's wheelhouse. So I, hopefully I teed you up there, Sam. Thank you very much for that, Ryan. And absolutely, you know, there's, there's definitely a back and forth and active line of communication between us and the local operations staff. Uh, we work closely with them to ensure that all local processes and procedures are adhered to it's just like having another another driver in your warehouse. We're gonna we're gonna te- uh, train our operators to follow you know, all the procedures. Do you turn left here? Do you turn right here? Um, you know how do you behave on the loading dock? All of those things. You know, while generally generally universal, a lot of folks have specific specific requirements for their warehouses, top speeds, things like that, and we can, uh, train all our personnel to you know, comply with those uh, specific warehouses and proceed processes and procedures. It's really been exciting to hear about some of the advantages uh, that you offer clients. And and I'd be curious to learn a little bit more about how the solution, how Phantom's operator as a service specifically, you know, really improves fleet efficiency for organizations. Sam, would you mind speaking to that a little bit? Absolutely, Grant. One of the great things about Phantom is that, you know, we can have one of our operators hop onto any vehicle anywhere, you know, so their vehicles don't need to take lunch breaks anymore. You've got someone who's sitting next sitting next to another operator or at another one of our facilities who can hop on five seconds later when one operator needs to step away. Yeah. I imagine that, you know, within working with with all of the incredible organizations, some of what you've mentioned within the episode uh, today already, but I imagine that there's been some lessons learned, you know, from all of your experience, you know, working with with these industry leading clients. Would you mind maybe telling us a little bit about some of the things that you learned uh, supporting previous clients? 
Absolutely. You know, we've been um, live in production and we've learned a lot from all the different clients we've been serving over that time. Uh, at this point where we've got our deployments pretty tight and we can be rolling from day one. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Again, speaking to the partnership, you know, that you provide and, you know, really it's an ongoing partnership that that really doesn't end. It kind of just begins, you know, when that first vehicle arrives. There, there's got to be, you know, Sam, and, and and having been there and experienced this firsthand, there's got to be kind of a buzz and kind of an excitement in the air. I mean, I imagine for many of these companies, this is the first time they've even seen a technology or solution, you know, like this. And for many, probably veterans of the industry that have, you know, worked in the industry for, for decades, I'm sure many of them to see something like this in person for the first time, it's got to be pretty exciting and incredible. I imagine it's it's a pretty cool environment to be a part of when when that first vehicle arrives. Absolutely. It most definitely is. And one of the things I like most about Phantom is that, you know, you don't have to start from scratch to integrate some technology into your warehouse. We can go into any existing warehouse today and start functioning. You know, it's not that you have to with, you know, AGVs, other things like that. They work great when you're building a warehouse from scratch and you can design all your systems, your wide aisles to accommodate these types of systems. But there's so many warehouses and group companies out there that uh, you know, have existing facilities and still want to invest in technology and invent, invest in optimization. And that's where Phantom can fit in nicely with those companies. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of, you reminded me about something a little bit, you know, like when we speak to customers, just being shocked when they see it and it actually works. I mean, part of that is that we have found a bit of a niche in working in some environments that traditionally have not been automated because they're difficult or challenging environments. And so um, like food distribution and grocery are two, two of our key customers are in those spaces. And it was like we talked about earlier, they're just tough to, to find automation that'll work in those environments. So, you know, if you go into other sectors of our space, say like e-commerce fulfillment, for example, is a space where there's been literally billions of dollars invested over the past five years. That was more the space I was in previously. And they've deployed all kinds of like super exciting and interesting and game changing types of technology. Uh, so they might be perhaps less floored by Phantom when it, when it functions. But when you're in an environment where you're operating clamp trucks, or again, you're in that refrigerated or frozen environment, um, or you're really even working in like live loads of trailers, those are places where they they tend to be very traditional because the technology just hasn't gotten there yet. So I think that lends itself to to why it's so surprising. Like, wow, this thing really does work the way you said it was going to work. It does. It does. I love your choice of wording there too, Ryan. Floored by Phantom. I think that could be a a, a slogan or something like that because you you really are flooring uh, clients uh, on their floors. And so uh, great great wording there. One down, you know, you let me talk for 30 straight minutes and you're going to get, you're bound to get something in there. <laughs> that was a good one for sure. Yeah. So, so a second. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know that you're all about the continued success of your clients. It, it, it starts from day one and really before that is, is your planning and setting things up for the organizations, but, but you really are all about that continued success with the organization. So can you maybe speak to a little bit, you know, how from, you know, initially working uh, with clients, new clients, even existing clients. How do you continue to, to set them up for, for success working working with you and Phantom Auto? Yeah, I can start that one. So, it, you know, it started when we, we started through the sales process. And once we get to the point where we've each kind of validated each other, there's mutual interest. We think that there's a good fit operationally. Then we, in, we engage our sales engineering team. And this is a team that's led by a, a guy who's been on both sides. He's been on the customer side. He's been on the innovation, automation, technology side. 
really understands like how to practically apply technology like ours. Yeah. So he's going to engage first and go look for kind of validate the opportunity in the real world. Go visit the site, understand, you know, is it functionally going to work here? And then two, is it going to actually provide a, a legitimate business case? You know, if it's a no to either of those, we would rather mutually part ways and and agree to, you know, try to re-engage at a later date. You know, it's not in either of our interests to try to fit a square peg in a round hole when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, so it really starts at the sales engineers as they try to kind of narrow the scope of what it is we're going to do. Because again, most of our customers have never used anything like remote operations. So they, you know, we're just trying to bring rain everybody in a bit. Um, and then it turns over to our customer success team. So we have customer success account managers that are, you know, think about them as like a project manager. So they start also in this kind of pre-deployment and validation phase. And then they're going to be with the customer forever. You know, like, so they, they kind of start in scoping the project that's going to happen initial deployment. And then as our customers go from that initial deployment to the next and the next and the next, that same customer success account manager by that point really knows them inside and out. You know, they're effectively a part of our customer's team at that point. So they're bringing with them a lot of knowledge as we start to expand for the next site and the next site. Uh, and then on the ground, as Sam mentioned, we have what we call a phantom field specialist that's there on the ground, kind of facilitating the human piece that's required. So it, maybe it, it's opening and closing dock doors, uh, facilitating communications on the ground, uh, kind of capturing some of the real-time things that are happening. Uh, and that's usually, you know, we're going to, we consider probably like a one to 10 or a one to 20 ratio where that phantom field specialist can support a whole bunch of phantom uh, driven vehicles. Hmm. Uh, and then ultimately, even a step beyond that is kind of the, those conversations that are happening at the corporate level. Those are usually with my team. Uh, and they're, they're in some respects, they're, they're less important on the tactical side. Uh, but we do need to be sure that the tactical side is aligned up with the expectations of the leadership and the executives that are making the decision to choose Phantom to begin with. Yep. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You've answered this question for me within our conversation before, and I was curious for you to kind of just elaborate a little bit more on the level of service that you provide. You've answered that, I think, in, in, in so many different ways in terms of just the support and the onboarding and design of the processes and the ability to kind of integrate within existing infrastructure. And, and you've just shared more about how you're always ensuring, um, you know, that level of continued success. Anything you, you want to add in terms of, you know, service principles or anything that are really important uh, to Phantom Auto within support of the, the, the clients that you work with? I mean, look, I will say, you know, just anecdotally that, these things succeed or fail by what happens in the warehouse. You know, we can have a, a COO and a CFO and a CEO that love everything about Phantom, but it'll, it'll, you know, fail or succeed based on whether we're, you know, we're integrating easily and consistently with reliability and stability on the ground. Uh, and to the extent that we do that effectively and, and long-term and build a real partnership there. Because um, as soon as those same executives that thought that Phantom was such a great business proposition hear from their operating teams that this is more trouble than it's worth, then you know, like there's going to be a lot of questions about that value proposition. And we have a whole bunch of advantages to help us. Mostly, it's, it's the people, it's the humans that can really enable that. And that's totally within our control. So we've built out a really robust support infrastructure and project management infrastructure and, and the people like Sam uh, and his teams to make sure that we never let a ball drop there. 
you know, like technology is really hard. I, I mean, to me, I'm still blown away by the remote operations capabilities and driving a vehicle from the other side of the world. I, I'm still blown away by it, even though I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's hard. And you might run into a thing that happens like, and customers even anticipate that, you know, someday the wind's going to blow a certain direction and connectivity is not going to be great that day. Right. Yeah. But the one always within our control is supporting our customers, supporting the operations, making sure if something goes wrong, that there's, we are all over it, um, kind of in that white glove service type of fashion. So we've, we've definitely made a huge investment on that side of the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really, really incredible that, that you really look at it that way and, and that it, uh, you know, it does have to make sense with the people and on the floor and, uh, you did it again and make sure that 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 a ball never drops. You, you, you've got some incredible analogies relevant to supply chain and logistics uh, vehicles, uh, which, which I love, Brian. So thank you again for that. Um, so I, I've got to ask, you know, so after speaking to some of that and that continued success, it's so important, you know, within the partnership and so important for Phantom Auto. After vehicles go live, they're starting to operate. H- how does Phantom Auto really measure success from that point kind of going forward? Well, we, you know, we work with the individual sites to define the KPIs that are relevant to them. Uh, we track those with our systems and uh, work with our customer success team to report those back to customers on a regular basis. Um, you know, we're constantly looking at those numbers and looking for way, for ways to, for our team to improve. Very good. Yeah. One question I'd like, just speaking a little bit of some things happening, you know, within the industry, we, we know that in logistics today, um, one of the major issues is the labor shortage. And, and and y'all spoke to that a little bit earlier within our conversation. But but this isn't something that we're just seeing right now. It really is 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 kind of a longstanding issue. And so I understand, you know, that the Phantom Auto can can really help companies kind of improve, you know, their access to talent to help solve, you know, some of the labor shortages in logistics. Can you please please tell us a little bit, you know, more about how you're addressing, you know, this uh, this issue that we're seeing within the, the logistics world? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's twofold. One, there's the, the geographic side um, that we've we've talked enough about where I won't get back into that. But, you know, like connecting people where they're where they live, where they're available. They don't have to move to take these jobs, but you can they can be applied anywhere across the customer's network. Um, and then I think that there's also kind of just like a future proof side of this, too. And that as a material handler, like, you know, a professional forklift driver, We've heard this from from some of our operators that it's more interesting to be like, yeah, like I work for a tech company um, and I drive vehicles like from anywhere in the world and I can I can click from one into another in real time. Uh, and that that's like that, you know, I believe that we are, you know, kind of upskilling drivers that have a, a long term future. Uh, and, and then on the, you know, on the operational side, similarly, like, you know, people that maybe were driving those uh those vehicles at a site with a customer on the customer side, there's a lot of opportunities now to rather than just be like a career long forklift driver. Now you can be that person on the ground who's managing this technology deployment and ensuring that cohesiveness with the technology, the remote operators and the operation. So we think that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of multifold um, and creating some really new, interesting jobs for people that, uh, that are going to be, you know, available for decades into the future. Yeah. Very interesting jobs. You certainly are upskilling, you know, the uh, the the market and certainly are just uh, addressing just head on uh you know this issue, this labor shortage that we've seen within the industry and it very much is a is a solution, you know, as you shared on many fronts uh you know to this. So really excited to hear that. And uh really our, our conversation today to to use your words, Ryan, I'm I'm floored. 
uh, by our conversation. And I'm so excited to hear that we are in fact there and that Phantom Auto is there and helping companies and clients and partners get there every single day and that your vehicles are in operation. And it's been really fun, you know, to even hear uh, some stories uh, from the floor uh, from each of you today, Ryan and Sam. So I just really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk. And I know that there's gonna be a lot of companies and individuals out there that like me are floored by the conversation and can't believe that this is happening. And we'll be very excited to integrate your solutions into their organizations. Can you please direct members of the audience uh, to where they can learn more about Phantom Auto and explore partnering uh, with the company? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean that you know I'm on LinkedIn, so so find me and connect. I'm happy to talk with with any customer that's interested in looking at Phantom and get you connected with the right people on our team. Uh, and then in terms of email outreach, you know, sales at phantomauto.com is the best way, and that that'll come to me and our entire team, and we'll be sure that someone reaches right back out to you right away. Perfect. And I do encourage everyone out there to visit phantomauto.com. It's an incredible um, website. I, I'm a big fan of, of the videos and, and solutions that you offer. A uh, big fan of the uh, the video podcast series. And I've been very excited leading the conversation to ask the are we there yet question and for it to be confirmed by each of you, Ryan and Sam, uh, firsthand that, that it is happening and that you are doing it. So really appreciate each of you taking the time to uh, stop by uh, are we there yet. Uh, really enjoyed our conversation and appreciate your time today. Thanks a lot, Grant. I appreciate it too. It's been fun. Thank you, Greg. Great to be here.